welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are amazing. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I am running point this week. This is your guy, Coach K, and I'm here with uh, three of the fellas, uh, Art isn't here this week, but I do have Brett with me. I got BJ with me and I got fresh in the building. Fellas, everybody good? We here, we living. All is well, all is well. All is well, all is well. Is is that, um, never mind, don't even worry about it. <laughs> we gonna pick up where we left off from last week, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If Hold you- on, man, you started, you gotta finish it, man. Go ahead, ask the question. No, man, I was just going to ask if I did the part and I didn't do it. So I'm going to do it now. Um, I just want to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the podcast where you come to hear and learn and confirm the manifestation of the uh, successful black male. And that is being successful in um, just about every facet of life that you can think of, uh, whether that be uh, professional work, entrepreneurship, uh, relationship. Uh, listen, we're not perfect. We're still working, uh, but we are what they say does not exist. So keep tuning in, share it with a friend, and let's go. Yes, wow. That wasn't really what I was going to do, Brett, but. Oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, though, sir. You got it. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. So uh, Fresh and Brett, you guys weren't here last week, but I did want to um, go back and touch base. So we talked about, uh, is there a formula? Is there a guide to loving a black male the same way that there is for loving a black woman or just loving a male, period, or loving a woman, period? Uh, It seems like there's a lot more focus and attention on that. And we talked about that a little bit, but definitely missed you all's point of view. Uh, Is that something that you all feel is out there and there is some type of uh, intentional effort to show a woman how to love a man. Unless you want to go first? I have no problem going first. I, I definitely believe the the biggest thing about a relationship is communication. I don't think there is no blueprint to say, hey, this is how you quote unquote should love a, a woman. Um, I, I'm sure there are essential pieces, but I think the biggest thing is always communication because we all have different ways and feelings of what we we like and what we enjoy. And so I think it's definitely, uh, we've discussed on the podcast before about love languages, getting the opportunity to really have those types of conversations, knowing what your partner likes, what things they perceive as, you know, signs of affection, ways of, of, of showing love. Everybody doesn't, uh, is not a PDA person. Everybody is not, um, you know, even sometimes kissing at home, you know, person. So being able to have those understandings known early on uh, and also just, you know, the the knowings, I guess some of the pieces are the, the knowings of the outside tensions that can, you know, we can get frustrated due to outside sources and, um, you know, not willingly, but, you know, unbeknownst, you know, wind up bringing that package to the house because of what we have to face out there. So I, I guess in hindsight, I guess a small piece is, you know, the the ability to um, 
have that understanding. But I mean, that's a mutual piece. Us as uh, especially minorities being able to know with each other, those outside pressures that wind up coming along that can potentially bring baggage in and being able though, again, to have that open communication and being able to have that conversation with your, your, your significant other in the sense of, yeah, today was a shitty day. You know what I mean? And, and, and not having the pressure of them feeling like they don't care that it was a shitty day. They still want what they want. And so definitely open dialogue, communication, friendship, go forward. Okay. Okay. What about you, Brett? Mr. I just got married not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I think Fresh hit it on the head when he said communication. Um, you know, I asked y'all, like, how often or do we feel like women miss a, miss an opportunity to tell us how they feel, uh, good or bad? Um, uh, and yeah, and I, I guess you kind of take into <laughs> consideration communication breaks down. Yes, the, the silent cues and everything because I feel like, um, is there a blueprint or a template? I think it if if you have good examples and you have like, but I want. I want to I want to narrow focus you guys in. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about the female portion of this. We're talking about the male portion of this. Yeah, is there a template on how to love a black man or right. a man? Right. right. So if you have the right influence, I think it could exist, but I think as fresh uh already communicated communication. I think there's a huge disconnect when it comes to the black man and the black female. Um, and how to love each other. And I don't think that we as men are as boisterous as we should be about some of those concerns because I can speak for myself, but I think a lot of us may fall into it. Like we internalize, we deal with, and when something gets to a head or our peace is interrupted so much, then we have to, you know, kind of let it out or have that conversation. It's almost like kind of too late. Um, but I think if we can communicate with each other, our needs, then absolutely. But I also think that women have to be receptive to that. Um, and not to, don't get me wrong. I don't, I I think I'm in, I'm, I I have a, a a rare situation. Uh, I have, yes, a unicorn. I say, I call Chris a unicorn all the time. Um, you sent us a Instagram post a few weeks back and it was all of the things that a man wish he could say to a woman or something like that to that effect and I read through the list and I'm like wow you know a lot of these dudes like they feel this way and they but they not I guess this is their opportunity to communicate it but I can't say I ever have those feelings or I can't say that I'm in that type of situation. I think maybe one or two of them I identify with, but for the most part, I have a partner who, and it might just be because it's so much skin in the game. It's a lot of you know time and we, we know each other. But even when Chris and I first started dating, I felt like she understood. I tell all the time, she understood how to talk to me mm-hmm. as a man. It was mm-hmm. never, it was never condescending. Um, she could get her point across 
but it was almost like that Claire Huxtable style of getting your point across. You know, it's not condescending. It's not, you know, battering me or um, uh, uh, verbally abusive or any of that stuff or dismissive to mm -hmm. the concerns. It's like, okay, this is what happened. This is what we need to do. Basically a tighten up type of situation. Right. Um, I don't know how she picked it up or whatever, mm -hmm. but she has it. I think um, a lot she of women... She might also have a good coach. <laughs> wow. Shout out, Coach. Hey. Shout out, Coach. You're going to have a whole Mike lot of relationships drop. on your hands, but you better watch out then now. Nah, you know, you know, I pick and I choose when it comes to that one. Exactly. But very selective um, when it comes to that one. But I think a lot of women miss it um, because they have in their head, like their ideal man situation or they try to create that situation instead of um understanding what the situation is and trying mm -hmm. to drill down with the man mm -hmm. and then i think we have to be as equally vulnerable and open to expressing what we're feeling um and hopefully the two sides can so, communicate to, so that's exactly you know, where i want to go with you guys next right because that was the the progression um and we actually talked about what are things that we look forward to to show that that we are loved right um, I won't take you guys there per se but for however you do prefer to be loved do you guys communicate that to the person that you're with and freely, freely unprompted Oh yeah, but I mean this is this is only because of over time. Did I do it in past relationships? No, not at all. But it, it was just, you know, um the product of of how I was raised and what was going on. Uh but definitely now that is one thing I'm extremely thankful for is, you know, that ability to to have those conversations, you know, be able to say what I like, what I don't like understand asking her what she likes and what she doesn't like being receptive to those things and, and 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 working towards you know finding out more of the things that she don't she she likes and doesn't like you know and, and being understanding and, and not making assumptions in those spaces but I think it's it's getting to the point where being free and being um again going back to what we uh, initially were talking about too with with being able to love yourself it takes a lot of uh, um ability to be vulnerable and to to not be um so um cautious and scared about you know what they're thinking and what you know they might say when you say oh yeah well I like I like playing G.I. Joe's with peanut butter or you know what I mean whatever that's really like my favorite pastime thing you know what I mean and, and being that vulnerable that you're willing to say that and and you know that they're willing to be like you know I love him enough that yeah, well, I ain't never played G.I. Joe's with peanut butter, but if that's what you like, I'm willing to say, at least try it. You know what I mean? Like, let, let, let's see what that's like. And it's that's what growing and really loving and, and being together is more about is being vulnerable enough to, you know, be yourself and discover each other and grow together and know, you know, um, while you're not going to, uh, quote unquote, change somebody, you can help somebody evolve evolve and i think that's one of the biggest things people look to do a lot of changing of people and don't realize you're not going to change nobody people will have some hard set you know just things that they do or how they are you can help somebody evolve 
but that also goes in the perception of how you're you're trying to get that message across. That's why you can't change somebody because we are resistant to change and 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 being told, you know what I mean, what you do is wrong. But we are very um open to to growing into you know evolving and becoming a better person and, and being able to identify dang i did kind of have a small-minded view about this you know a year ago five years ago whatever but now i've grown and evolved to, to have a better understanding as opposed to feeling like oh she changed me that's when you get those ball and chain uh conversations and you feel like <laughs> you know there's some weight on you of you know what she did to me or yeah. what he did to me even Mm-hmm. Let, let, let me ask this then, because one of the things I've been struggling with, right, is having the conversation, not, and not like in household, but in general, having the conversation around formulating an idea around, let's put it that way. So as we as we mature and you determine, just like you said first, like what you like and what you don't like and communicating that, right? But if the things that you don't like are something, and again, I'm not talking about the compromise here, there, like, but it's something you really just like, you know what? I'm at the point where I kind of go back to what Kay was talking about last week, that peace of mind. If if what you want, what you like, really is going to put me out of my zone of being at peace, and I say no, is that me not willing to compromise, or is that me actually honoring what I know and not having to suffer through and put on a front for? Well, well, there's, um, there's levels, right? If you are are consistently not doing nothing, you know what I mean? If you're consistently being the person to always scapegoat it off to, oh, well, you know, I don't feel like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're constantly doing stuff, then no, you are the problem. You're being a jerk and you're not, because it's also about compromise, right? You have to be able to have the conversation, baby, you know, I don't, I don't get down with you know, going out with your homegirls and doing all of that stuff all the time. I'll do it every once in a while, but you know, I don't like to do it all the time. And so, yes, you do have to compromise and be able to every once in a while go out and play the game. But again, it's also having those conversations of, and it's funny, I was having the conversation with um, another friend on the basis of his lady was, um, he's like helping her do some for something like her, her work. Uh, she has like a um, event that goes on. And so he was helping her do some stuff and pretty much started treating him like an employee. And he's like in the space of like, but I ain't an employee, I ain't paid. And really, I don't even know, like the stuff you're having me do is so far out of my wheelhouse. How come you're not, you know what I mean? Like you need to be more accepting of the fact that I'm doing anything because I shouldn't be doing this stuff. You know what I mean? And I was telling him, you have to have those conversations early. Well, at least, and, and at least have them period in the sense of a lot of times females will get into the space of um, a guy will go to, you know, go hang out with all of her, her people and everything. You know that he doesn't necessarily want to go there. And while he's not, um, uh, you know, a, a complete a-hole, he's definitely not, you know what I mean? Dancing and jigabooing around and having the greatest time ever. Exactly. And so then there's the the conversation of oh well how come you aren't you know and and you didn't go there and and, and dance around and weren't so fun and so you just made it worse and so, so it's yeah so we so we touched on this a little bit last week about the what fun looks like and mm-hmm. how us enjoying ourselves can become an issue yes depending on the yes. environment yes and so it's but it's 
it's that dance, right? You have to be able to play the game. But I'll tell you something, and, and this is the hardest thing, right? And this is the, 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 the true stopper, is that like, yo, you have to be willing to understand and know like, maybe we aren't right for each other. And that's the real right. deal of communication that people don't have an understanding of pushing and getting to. Because okay, so, so, so hold, hold, hold that point because because I want to come back to that, right? Because that's part of the pressure piece, right? Brett, did you want to jump in on anything there before before I say what I'm gonna say next? So I had a question for B uh for Fresh, but to to BJ's point, you know, when you talk about peace, man, I think it's very important. And I, I don't think that a partner would if they understand, I don't think they want to put you in a position where your peace is going to be compromised. Um, I think that's very, very important. You have a real uniform, sir. I'm, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I, I, can, I can just tell. Well, no, I can tell from, from the way that you just made that statement. You have, you, you obviously have not, like, yo, I've been but, in. But, but, listen, can, but here's, here's part of the situation, though, right? And you said it earlier, Fresh. You said, were you always this way in your relationships? And you said, no, right? And here's the thing. As men, we don't really talk to each other about the good stuff in relationships and the good, the things that work well in conversations that we should have, mm -hmm. right? So in Brett's situation, and obviously I know Brett and Chris, they both go out and seek information and bring it back to the household, right? So they're always looking for, hey, what's the best way for us to feed ourselves in our house, right? What's the best way for us to approach spirituality in our house, right? They naturally gravitate to those things, bring it back, talk about it amongst themselves, and then figure out how they're going to move forward. Am I... Speaking truth, Brett? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a little bit different from some of the things that we've been through because we just, okay, this is what you do. This is what I do. We're going to come. We're going to make it work. And we never reached that agreement. And then we talked about growth earlier. Go ahead, Brett. So that was, a, that was the thing I was going to come back to fresh. Um, how long have you been in your relationship? Two years and some change. All right. So... A lot longer than I kind of thought, um, but <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking around like the year, maybe year and six months ish. You started right. like pretty much. Is, right is that COVID flash, flash, flash? Yeah, beats. literally COVID. Uh, okay, okay. Cool. What flash. I was gonna ask, what I was gonna ask is, um, you know, when it came to communicating how you all like to do different things or how did, how did that happen early on in your relationship? And I'm gonna tell you why I'm asking that because like us or me and Chris 13 years later, it, it looks a lot differently. It looks a lot different. And so the things that we may have communicated at one point in time, um, not only have they changed, but certain stuff is understood. So for instance, you know, the me time, I think, came up, how Art likes to go to the amusement parks, how BJ likes to just go do service. And if you come, you're good. If you don't, I'm still good either way. He just likes helping people. You know, for me, it's 30 minutes to an hour where I get to watch 
some random show, whether it's Kanye West documentary or I'm rewatching The Sopranos. I just need that time and that peace. Um, or four o'clock in the morning when I'm meditating and then going to the gym. With Chris, it's either an audio book of some sort or some meditation, but we kind of know when and how and where that space is that it should kind of more or less be uninterrupted. Um, but that was learned over a long period of time and having gone through certain things and knowing how to interact with each other. How does it work for someone within your time span of that two year press relationship? Um, I will say it's definitely uh, because of my previous relationship and what I went through with it not being a real like somebody cheated or like you know some real like hard reason to have you know a, a breakup it was the you know the growth in the in the separation that that uh growing apart that really you know ended the relationship it caused me to do a lot of you know internal soul searching and and, and wondering over that period before I even got you know to meet Amani let alone once I was you know starting to um even speak with her like I just had a lot more freeing in myself and, and just uh you know I have to put all my cards if I if I want to know I'm going to be comfortable for the next 10 20 30 50 years I have to be as open and free and honest with whoever is going to be in my space in order to be comfortable like I, I know in past relationships I, I was not fully honest with just my desires, what I like, what I don't like, and, and you know, what I'm, I'm willing to tolerate or what I want to, um, you know, want to deal with. But then also being more engaging with with her and, 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 and you know, inquiring what she what she wants, what she likes, how she likes to do stuff, being um, compromising, you know, not to say I'm not compromising, but being more conscious of the compromise, being more, you know what I mean? And, and I think that's the biggest piece is I consciously think of these things and I try to be aware of them. I think about how things make me feel and, and, and why they make me feel that way. Being able to, to know when I'm pissed off over something that's petty and, and being able to talk myself off the ledge instead of, you know, having quick actions on foolishness. You know what I mean? That I'm annoyed at something or even that something else outside of it is really what I'm annoyed out at. And it has nothing to do with our relationship that I'm just annoyed but then also being able to voice those things when they come, yo, I'm just salty right now. I don't know what it is. I'm the funk girl. Like, you know what I mean? Just give me some time and being able to say that, you know what I mean? But in being able to say that now, she knows I'm not, I'm not lying about it. It's not, it's, it's real. And so she can be also more accepting. So I can tell even on her end though, it's the same thing where that engagement is on both sides, the ability to talk about anything and feel, you know, uh, a true friendship and bond as opposed to kind of like the the male-female game we were um, kind of brought up to play. You know what I mean? Where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, you kind of give them this fake version of yourself and kind of hope they don't, nah, this is what, yo, I play video games. I do this. I'm crazy as hell. I'm I'm a super entrepreneur. I might have $10,000 this month and, and $30 next. You know what I mean? Like, yo, this is what time it is. And really being yeah. honest, open, what's going on. But that has been the huge difference that has been the there's no um there has been no guessing because we've both been so free and open and willing to just be ourselves but it's been that's 
that's what makes it so amazing. It has really changed my true like vision of what relationships are and what you know the possibility is. But even back then, like my brother was the the cornerstone of me understanding what a good relationship was with your spouse in the sense of being able to really be friends and have like a real like friend yep. dialogue. You know what I mean? Where like mm-hmm. I see like yo, they they joke to each other, like, yo, his wife talks more crap to me than he does. You know what I mean? But like that, where it was like, yo, that was the first time I really saw like, nah, y'all are cool, cool, not like the the husband and wife cool. Like y'all are like kick it cool. You know what I mean? And being able to see that and no one understand, like, yo, that's what I want. I don't want I don't want to just have that fake, you know, half, oh, well, yeah, you know, but really I go and kind of do other stuff. No, I want to be able to be as free. Yo, she knows what I do, how I do, how I want to get down, whatever it is. Yes, he played video games. It gets it gets on my nerves. But you know what? If I know he's home playing video games, I don't care. You know what I mean? I'm not about to, to, to uh, you know, bitch him out about that as opposed to, you know what I mean, other things that he could be doing. But having that constant communication, that's the the biggest key, being free. And it does take time, but it takes that again. Yeah, it's it's the vulnerability of, yo, I'm so okay with myself now. You know what I mean? And that's really like the biggest piece of it is like, I understand and know, yo, I got wins, I got losses. I know what's going on. I'm very good at being able to... um, even in, you know, craziness, yo, I can talk myself off the ledge. I can talk myself out of, you know, yo, it's the, it's the end right now. I can figure it out. And I, yo, I have so few gray hairs. I figured out, yo, like, you know what I mean? Like I enjoy life. It's, it's, it's that. Hey, I ain't trying to say that's what that gray do, but I'm just saying. Just cover this up. <laughs> So he holding on to his uh his too. So you know, I don't know, Carol, what you got? Hey, listen, I'm not even gonna get involved in that. I was born with two gray hairs, actually. So it was he came out stressed. It was already stressed. Damn world. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's go back to the growth piece. Is part of the problem that we don't teach for any relationship that where you meet this person is not where this person is going to be in 10 years, 15 years. Because I think that's part of the issue. You meet and you think that you understand love as both people grow. Does that now become a question of, well, you're not the same person that you were when I met you. And I think that's definitely something that we were not taught and that definitely needs to be better communicated. But it's, it's again, going back to the, the change versus evolve, right? Are we, are we in, in, in being able to, A, I think another piece is, is relationships don't have to be forever and being oh, able hold to on, know- hold on, hold on, hold on, relationship guru. Hold on, hold on. You, hold on. Yeah. Let me, let me get somebody else. Hold on relationship. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just start calling you Dr. Love. I ain't been on the show in two weeks and now I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Both, both of the Joneses just thinking. 
Well, I was thinking because I was listening to something, and I don't know if it was in Will's book or something else that I heard, but they had a, it was a, a, a cool saying about how marriage, and it was basically saying how you 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 don't marry the person that you're with today. You marry the the evolution of that person. And yeah, what you see them to come, something right? Yeah, it's something like that, reminding you that there's an there's going to be an evolution. You're not you're not going to be with the same person that you're marrying today. I just can't remember where I got it from. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the question? We basically saying is that something that that we oh, learn? Like let like let's just talk about men. Like let's. I don't think we learn. I don't. We I don't think that out today. I don't even think we learn how to be in relationships. Like, as far as I'm concerned, in my generation, um, we don't date, like, for real. Like, when I was adolescent, you know, it was like, you you talking to somebody. And granted, mm-hmm. I was I, I was different, I guess, because I had a, a, a high school sweetheart all four years of, of high school. And I got to Miami, and things just changed rapidly. You know, it was like the Great Awakening. And I think in all of that, you know, you you have. It's almost like that that um, not like that what the Me Too movement was kind of predicated off of, but it, it's it's certain behaviors like men are taught. It's like the boys will be boys type of mentality. So that's kind of how that's the generation that I kind of grew up in. So it wasn't a whole lot of um, active or intentional chivalry you know going on you know it's courting dating so yeah that, like we were we were taught but they weren't direct like lesson a, they weren't direct lessons it was based on situations we saw no matter if they were positive or negative example and then how those men were reflected in our lives it was through and i'd be told talk about the media music movies Things like that, what we saw, this portrayal of this is how things should be. Oh, they getting they they fall in love and live happily ever after. But in reality, how many people knew that to be in existence in their everyday life what they saw play out? Oh, that's something in the movie. That's something that happens there. That don't really happen in in the black community. That don't really happen with men and women, period. If you even want to take race out of the picture. Like how many people can say that the everything they saw or witnessed or thought these things were a pie in the sky things were really just just that pie in the sky we didn't really have in a lot of cases there weren't a lot of examples of this carrying out and even when you carried out we didn't even understand the white why like i can't speak for anybody else but there's some people you i knew growing up that like they've been together for 30 40 50 years they feel like how the heck did they deal with each other at all because they in each other's throat every single minute of the day like that's, like it, yes. it didn't make sense, and that's like like you look like I don't want to live like that, right? Versus, and I saw many more of those situations than I did positive situations in general. Like you're talking like my mom and dad, like is is my mom and dad. But then we look at all the influence around you. You can say, oh, my mom and dad was the most influential person. Like that may be true, but you had other lessons you were being taught. Whether they said, Carol, this is what you gonna, this is what you should do. No, you direct like. Like that's something I want to do. That's something I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Those that grew up, man, grew up without a father figure and saw mom maybe dating. Maybe mom was just single and doing it by herself. Whatever the case may be, it may but be that's that a, That's a whole nother element to this, right? Those that grew up with no father figure in the household, because now you have the influence on the mother and her who you are that male figure 
I don't want to lose you. So I may totally just discredit anybody that you bring around. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Or, or make it difficult for you to maintain a relationship there. But 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 go ahead. No, I mean, this is, these are all different things that, again, these aren't lessons, say, I'm going to teach you about this. These are things that we pick up and see what we pick up over the span of all of our encounters that no matter if it's good or bad, these are all data, data points we're collecting and we eventually make a decision whether we collectively know it or not. You can probably think back or look at that like, wow, I did act like this person or I did handle this like this person. And you didn't even, it's not like you were thinking about that person, but in retrospect, like, and that relationship ended like that one did. Like, I need to make sure that I'm conscious of that next time in a relationship. Like, mm-hmm. Things like that happen. Like, so it's a it's a conglomerate of all those different experiences put together. No yeah. matter no matter who you had in your household, no matter it's like think your best friend. Like, if 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 you your you grew up and your boys was all out and. Every time it was it was a different girl this, different girl that, or your older brother this, and then after two years, somebody got a divorce or somebody cheated and ran out, and then all women are dogs, all men are dogs from your older sister like that. Like those things pile up on you. Oh, and that, the, those things the, take toll. The analogy I remember you. is is there's many more fish in the sea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like don't don't worry about it. Go find another one. Like really <laughs> don't and that what does that teach? Don't fight for it. Yeah, don't 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 fight for it. Don't figure out how to make it work. Right. Here, here's the crazy thing, right? Whether you are fishing or you own pet fish, either one of them can be a very expensive and a very detailed experience. Right? Let, let because people marinate on that one for a minute. Right. Because if you if if like let's say you want to go out there and catch fish, okay, you need a certain uh, line that can manage the weight of the fish that you're trying to catch, right? You need a specific type of bait for the fish that you're trying to catch, right? Now, don't even let's not even get into how you prepare the fish, but let's say you're going to have a pet fish. That's probably one of the most expensive hobbies that you could have, right? Because when you get the fish and you bring it home, the the temperature of the of the tank has to be right, right? The 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 chemical composition of the water pH. has yeah. to be right. The pH has to be right, mm-hmm. right? You have to do things to make sure that you keep the water clean for the fish. You got to change the water, right? So the analogy was actually perfect. There are many other fish in the sea, but if you want to find that one that is right for you, that will show you love and you show them love appropriately, then you need these other things to do. But to your point, that was not, the conversation. Nah, and I think um like like BJ said, it's a lot of external factors that kind of make up the the learning on how to deal with the the opposite sex. Um and then it's a lot of trial and error that goes into that as well. So you know you may be I think you know you always think that I, you have time to you know figure it out or or get it right as a man you know when you're young you're supposed to be young and experiencing and living and everything and not really trying to be settled down no matter how good it might be for you at a a particular time um so when you, and then when you have options 
um, you know, it's, it's, it's really easy to, to stay in that space because you have options. There's always another fish in the sea. Um, I think until women start limiting those options, that will kind of dictate the dictate more the male female interaction and and how it goes and progresses i think it's getting better but but it's not it's not just that i think that's not fair it's probably not what you meant either but um to say that women just have to limit those options right like i think men uh, have to be conscious of i don't think we wired that way though uh i mean I, i i applaud the efforts for all of us who are trying to you know raise better men um and, and help them understand the value of women but even at this day and age um some of the stories that i hear from some of my women friends who are dating and the, these are grown men we talking about we ain't talking about 25 year olds and you know people that's uh, actually some of the younger ones like i said i think it's getting better are doing that versus those in my generation who are still out here playing games like we 25 or whatever and it's because i feel like that because there's always another option and they don't understand the value or haven't learned the value of that, that, that partnership or whatever, or don't, ha- don't, don't value it. You know, it's like, it's not mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. No, I think, I think, I think that's a valid point. Um, the rewiring piece though, or, or the, the, the wired piece, I just think it's not programming that we received. And I, and I think I think there is a way to get there. How we get there? We got to build value. When when you when you value each other, just on the basic level, right? Like not even talk about relationships, but when you value each other as human beings and individuals and people that you want to connect with and and make sure that you're good, um, I think that starts the process. So I th- and, I, and I'm with you. And I think y'all talked about it last week um, when you talked about how I think we got to value ourselves. Yes. Um, I think I, I really think it starts there in uh, the loving yourself piece and it, it, the self-care is, is important, but like truly understanding self and, and putting value in that, because if if you're going to value somebody else that I, I think you kind of see a little of yourself in that person because you know it, it should be an extension um and i think in order to find that value in someone else you got to have it in yourself and i think that a lot of people that you know for whatever reason i don't, I don't know that they have an, a true understanding or, or or that self-value to be able to give it to the next person okay nice well i definitely appreciate you guys bringing your piece to it. I think that was a great continuation of the conversation from last week. And ladies and gentlemen, if you did not tune in, you definitely want to go um, check that out and you can do so on YouTube or your favorite uh, pod class pod class. Sometimes people need a pod class, but right. I mean, I think we yeah. just classes. Yeah. Just into, you know, I think. Yeah. Yep. 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 But uh, your favorite podcast platform, you can absolutely tune in and listen to it uh, and go from there. So we're not going to do our typical uh, segments here, but I do because my man hasn't been here in two weeks. So 
some of y'all out there missing that fresh ovation, and I do want to hit y'all with that. So, fresh, give the people the fresh ovation. Yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> this week, you know, uh, they say in in the in the world of um, I don't even know what you uh, officially call it, like rock climbers and and all of that extreme climbing. They say the best views come from the hardest climbs. Um, that's something you have to take into accord in your life. Uh, understand that, you know, the things that you work the hardest for are the things that can provide the most enrichment and fulfillment in your life. So don't be uh, so afraid to put in that extra work, that extra time, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in work or whether it's in just in self-care, you know, don't be afraid to put in those extra hours, that extra bit of grit because you will find that uh, what you get on the other end is a, a beautiful view, just like you get on the 13th floor. And that's Fresh Innovation this week, baby. Believe that. Appreciate that, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you tune in next week uh, where we'll be talking about generational pressure. And uh, I think it's going to be another good one. So definitely share, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. But in the meantime, son, tell them what time it is. That's it for now, folks. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We're done here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. 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 amazing.